Tens of thousands of Americans marched through the streets of lower Manhattan this week in solidarity with New York's Jewish community. It comes just days after a crazed man wielding a machete attacked Hasidic Jews celebrating Hanukkah. Doctors say one of the victims, 72-year-old Joseph Newman, experienced brain damage in the attack, and he may never regain consciousness. Newman's family members wanted you to see this photo of him so you would know, quote, what hate looks like. They're asking people to pray for a miracle for Joseph. The Hanukkah incident is just one of about a dozen recent anti-Semitic attacks against Jews in recent weeks. So why is anti-Semitism on the rise in America and elsewhere around the world? And what can be done about it? Well, joining us from our Jerusalem studio is David Rubin. Mr. Rubin is the former mayor of Shiloh, founder and president of Shiloh Israel Children's Fund, and author of the book Trump and the Jews. He's known as the trusted voice of Israel. David, it's good to see you again and talk with you again. So why are we seeing a rise in anti-Semitism in America and around the world? Why right now? Well, Gary, it's good to be with you. And uh, we, we have to understand that, number one, uh, Hanukkah. Okay, it's a time when Jews are very visible and and, and uh, it's also a time when religious passions are aroused. Uh, and we, we have to understand certain other things. There's been a radicalization in the African-American community in New York uh, that has been inspired by people like Al Sharpton, by, by radicals who, who preach against the Jews and, and try to blame the Jews for every, every problem, every ailment that uh, that the blacks might have, and, and th this is a serious issue in the African-American community. David, some people on the left would blame President Trump for this. They say it's his pro-Israel policies that are causing this reaction. So what do you think of closer relations between our two countries cause some people to become more extreme and anti-Semitic? Look, I'm, I'm not a knee-jerk, never-Trumper. Uh, it, it disturbs me very much when I hear people immediately blaming President Trump for some, and for something like this, it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, as I, as I laid out very, very clearly in my book, Trump and the Jews, President Trump has been the best president for the Jewish people and the best president for Israel-United States relations. I think that the liberal uh, politicians need to stop pandering to the miscreants and start paying attention a little bit to the victims. You know, I, I know a little bit about being a victim on Hanukkah, and except my, my, the terrorist attack that wounded my three-year-old son and me, uh, wounded me in the leg, wounded my, my son in the head, uh, that terrorist attack was carried on the, on the last day of Hanukkah. And I, I know that those terrorists are in jail right now, and they'll probably be in jail for the rest of their lives, uh, where they belong, by the way. So you know terrorism firsthand. Changing course a bit here, imagine life is a bit more intense in Israel in the aftermath of the killing of the Iranian general Qasem Soleimani. His successors pledged to target Tel Aviv and Haifa in retaliation. What will this mean? Do you think all-out war if he does that? What do you expect? Well, I think we have to watch it very carefully. Uh, it, you know, you have to understand Soleimani was the Adolf Eichmann to the Ayatollah Khomeini. 
Okay, just as Eichmann was the, the to-go man for Adolf Hitler, so, so was Soleimani for the Ayatollah. And we're, we're talking about a pretty evil person here. We're talking about a person who has the blood of hundreds of Americans on his hands. We're talking about the person who brutally oppressed the, the, uh, the Iranian, suppressed the Iranian protests in Iran that, that are still going on. You don't try to stop him thinking, well, are they going to try to hit back? Of course they're going to try to hit back. You have to make it clear to them that it's not worth their while to hit back. And President Trump has done that with his 52 targets that he mentioned. And by the way, when he mentioned those 52 targets in Iran that he is prepared to hit, he was alluding to the 52 American hostages that, that were taken by the Iranians in 1979 during the, the, the weak-kneed Carter administration. And then when President Reagan came in, they were immediately released. I think there's a lesson to be learned there. And finally, on the political front, Prime Minister Netanyahu has requested immunity from prosecution on corruption charges. What do you think is going to happen with that? The blue and white party, uh, the left of center blue and white party of Benny Gantz, is pushing very hard to uh, to, to have a hearing about uh, this immunity request. Uh, I, I think it's just going to be pushed off until after the elections, most likely. And he'll have his day in court, and whether the day in court will be during his term as prime minister or after his term as prime minister, which is what immunity would enable, and which is done in many countries, including France. And, and the, you know, so, so you have to pay attention to that. So there will be another election on March 2nd, and I'm hopeful that the results of that election will reflect the right-wing religious majority in Israel, and that the results will be a stable government that could lead Israel for many years to come. Okay, from Jerusalem, David Rubin, former mayor of Shiloh, and the trusted voice of Israel, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Gary.